Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, you guys. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next uh, half hour or so. I'm really excited to introduce you to our two guests we have this morning. We're welcoming back... Fred Riley, he's executive director of Weave, the social fabric project at the Aspen Institute, here to talk about the third annual Weaver Awards. Welcome back, Fred. Thank you so much for having me again this year. I'm really excited to be here. Thank We're you. so excited. We've got an action-packed studio, and you've brought with you one of the 2022 Weaver awardees. Valerie Matthews is here. She's the executive director and co-founder of Catherine's Family and Youth Services. Hi, everybody. Good af- good morning. Um, my name is Valerie Matthews, executive director and co-founder at Catherine's Family Youth Services. We're so excited to have you here because it really kind of paints the picture of exactly what we're talking about and how we want to get people involved in the 2023 Weaver Awards. Yes. And uh, we've got a full studio. We also have some other people sitting in, too. So it's just action packed. And Jerry O'Brien, our producer, who recalls talking to you last year about uh, the Aspen Institute. First up, Fred, and also uh, Weave, the Social Fabric Project. So kind of tell for those that maybe didn't hear our interview last year, yeah. uh, you're the best person, I think, to answer that question. Yeah, well, so first, the Aspen Institute is a global nonprofit organization really committed to a free, just, and equitable society. We do that through dialogue. We do, do that through leadership. But more importantly, we do it through action. And one of the programs at the Institute that really helps us support the action component of our work is really the work we do at Weave the Social Fabric Project. This work was founded by New York Times author David Brooks back in 2018 because he was writing about a lot of the doom and gloom that you hear right now. Polarization, neighbor, entire neighborhoods uh, fighting against each other. He said, I have to do something about it. And so our work is really to support the people who are doing the work in communities all around the country who are building connections, trust and helping to solve some really cool issues in their neighborhood. We call them weavers, and they are really helping to stitch together our nation's social fabric, which we know is tattered right now. And so Valerie joining me is really important because the work that she's doing is stitching together the social fabric in the neighborhood in Baltimore. And we want to help more weavers in Baltimore do the same thing. And the Aspen Institute itself, you are based out of D.C., right? Based out of D.C., but we have a couple of offices and our headquarters are in Aspen, Colorado. We have an office in L.A. and in New York as well um, and 19 affiliate countries around the world that have Aspen offices as well. So we're we're really global and have offices everywhere. But we believe that the most important work happens in neighborhoods, hyper-locally. And so that's why we do the work at Weave. Yes. And Baltimore, we need you so much. And I love that you've been embraced here in Baltimore so much. And uh, tell us a little bit about the third annual Weaver Awards for people who aren't aware of what a great opportunity that is for local nonprofits. So the Weaver Awards was really co-authored together by us and MNT Bank. And MNT Bank, which coins themselves a community bank, 
is really a community bank. They really care about what happens on the ground in communities. And so three years ago, we met with the team here in Baltimore and their national team and said, there are a lot of issues plaguing our communities around the country. We would like to start this project in Baltimore. And they said, yes, we want to do it. And so it's micro grants, $5,000 each. Um, and we 20 awards to really amazing people in Baltimore um, to help connect the work that they're doing even deeper in the community. So $5,000 a micro grant to do the work that they were already doing, to go a little deeper. And we do this because our nation's social trust is tattered right now. People don't trust systems. They don't trust the government. But more importantly, they're starting to not trust each other. And we believe, although we hear of all these really crazy things happening in the world, there are these really cool people working silently to solve them. And our role is to help support them. And so people like Valerie, but others around Baltimore, we do this Weaver Awards because we know this gives them an opportunity to go deeper in their work. Yeah, not only is it that financial support that's so important for a nonprofit, but also the platform that you're on. And and that's why we're using Spotlight on Maryland. The name says exactly what it is. We're shining a spotlight on those organizations that are helping make our community a better place. We normally hear about big organizations like the Aspen Institute. We have a big communications department and they can write press releases and we can get on ABC and we can get on. But some of these smaller groups don't get an opportunity to do that. And so we give them an opportunity by amplifying the work that they're doing, connecting them with the resources, but also beginning to connect them with other weavers like them and watch the synergy happen happening because we believe that the neighborhood and locally, it's really the depth and breadth of community and it is really where things are solved. And so we have to give more of a play to these folks who are working in communities and not just let the big people come in and take the funds and not really do the work. But these small groups are really yeah. changing the game for yeah. people. We just talked to the Baltimore Community Tool Bank a couple weeks back and they have a staff of three. But the way that they talk about the work they do, you yeah. would think They're it was amazing. like yeah. twice as much as yeah. that. You know what I mean? And, and we see that all around, not just in Baltimore, but we see this in every community that we're working in. These small groups are really changing lives because of the work that they're doing in community. You're absolutely right. So I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking of a million people that we talk to every week that yeah. could be great for this. So, you know, who are the Weaver Awards for and who should apply? Because yeah. we want to get, I know the deadline is coming up August 29th. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the deadline is coming up. So, so I would say if, if you have a budget less than $250,000, um, if you, you don't need to be a really ironed out nonprofit organization, um, you don't, the application is super easy. It takes about 30 minutes, two paragraphs and a couple check boxes. And and then a recommender to say you are who you say you are. Um, there's no real paperwork. Uh, so it's an easy process. And what's really cool about the Weaver Awards is that the selection process, their people, just like Valerie, serve on a committee. So local Baltimoreans, local Weavers actually choose. So I don't come in and choose. Mm-hmm. The community chooses. And so these are people who are doing really cool things hyper-locally in their neighborhood. They're building relationships and trust and connecting the community with something that they really need. They're a Weaver and they should apply and they have an opportunity to win an award this year. This is like the difference between the Oscars and the People's Choice Awards. That's that's right. You know what That's I mean? right. Like, it's the Baltimore Choice Award. Yeah, That's what's it's, happening. It's yeah. the people who understand what you're going through. You and know? they can learn more about that at weaverawards.org slash Baltimore, and it'll give them um, all the requirements, and it'll tell them who's eligible to apply. But if you're a weaver, if you're building connections, building relationships, building trust, 
working hyper locally, you should apply for the award. And who knows their organization better than you, right, That's Valerie? Right. So it's like it seems like it's not like you know. I'm glad you didn't make it sound for like daunting paperwork no. that you have to do. No. It's not like that at all. You're just talking about what you're doing every day. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you part of it is when we when we constructed the award. One of the things you know, I'd worked in philanthropy for a lot of years, and you know, you have somebody write out a really good narrative and they can make you cry and you get so excited and they have KPIs and they have metrics and these big numbers and those things get people really excited. And so when we launched this, I read some of the first some of the first applications and I was like, this person didn't spell this word right. And the committee said, Fred, we're going to kick you out of the room because yeah. we're not reading this for grammar. We're not right. reading right. it for big words. We're reading this for the heart, the authenticity and the real work that's happening on the ground. And so that's what we're reading this for. We're not reading this to make sure you have a master's degree in English. We're reading in this to see are you really the person that's connecting the community with really cool things and are you the are you a weaver so i'm not reading this for grammar we're reading this to really get the essence of what you're doing in the community thank you for bringing that up because i don't want it to be intimidating for people yeah. um because not everybody is you know a stem person not yeah. everybody's a, nope. a you know a written person or yeah. um you know a verbiage and, person and there's also an opportunity to film and a you can tape your application and upload that and that can serve as your application. It doesn't have to be typed words. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Actually, we, take, some, we take video recordings. Yeah. Some yeah. people prefer yeah. that. They yeah. didn't realize that. And so how are the awards chosen, Fred? Yeah. That's, that's the, what are the, what, how does that happen? So there's a I want to give these to yeah. everybody. You we know? Would, so we would love to give one to everybody, but we do have a just a pot of $100,000 that will go to 20 people. But what's so amazing about it is that these folks are, it's like FUBU, the original FUBU, for us, by us. And so okay. they're chosen by local Baltimoreans. <laughs> these are folks in Baltimore, some past Weaver awardees, uh, folks at MT Bank, folks who are doing work in the community, you know, big foundations when they are selecting, you know, grants, they have a board and they pay their board. And we bring in a group of people, pay them a small stipend. They review the applications and help us make the selections. We don't choose in our ivory tower. We let the folks here in Baltimore choose because they know their community better than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very well said. So you can apply online at weaverawards.org slash Baltimore. Slash Baltimore. And it's already started from now through August 29th. August 29th, yep. Gotcha. And do you want to shout out anybody on that committee um, of those community advocates and past Weaver awardees yeah. so, that you were talking about. So there are a couple of people, and, and two of them that jump out to me are Jim Peterson and Tanya Dorsey at MNT Bank. They have been on this committee for the last three years. They get no compensation for it, but they do it because of the love that they have for Baltimore. And so I'm always super, super excited to have them join us because they bring a different perspective and they do it because they love the community. And I think you had Jim in with us last year. Jim right? was with us last year. Yeah, yeah the, our friends yeah. at MT Bank and the Baltimore. Ravens. We have Chris Wack, who's on there as well, are really committed to doing this work in the community on the ground. And we love to partner with them every year. Oh, that's awesome. What a great partnership that is. So I guess now would be a good time too, knowing that being a weaver goes beyond just being a good person. Weavers put themselves out there to get to know and connect with others. And with us today, we also have, as we said, one of the 2022 Weaver awardees, Valerie Matthews, co-founder and executive director at Catherine's Family and Youth Services with us. So this is really your spotlight like now, Valerie, to tell us more about Catherine's Family and Youth Services. If people are hearing about you for the first time, how do you describe it? And I'm sure you've done this a million times. We are, how do you do it? We are truly like the lone one-stop shop um, organization in the Park Heights community. Um, my sister and I actually started the organization in honor of our late grandmother, Catherine Matthews, who was a huge advocate for homeless and battered women. She worked at the um, city of Baltimore's community outreach services and weatherization. She worked with a lot of um 
battered women that were just starting their lives over. So we always interacted with women and children that had nowhere to go, whether I rolled over and there was a family on my floor because they were in transition or she had brought them home from work and they were waiting for, you know, another family member to come and pick them up to take them wherever they were going. So we grew up in a house where she was a giving, a person was a giving person. So by nature, we took on those same characteristics and we instilled all of those wonderful things that our grandmother was in our organization. Um, She always had a big Sunday dinner for those that were hungry or in need. She always made sure they had shelter if they needed a shower or clothes. And those are the same things that we do at Catherine's Family and Youth Services. It sounds like Um, she was a weaver, right? She was definitely a weaver before we've even came about. She was true in Park Heights. Everybody knew they could knock on her door. If they seen her walking down the street, they could ask her, hey, Miss Catherine, you know, do you have this or do you have that or no way I can get this or that? And it's so funny that we have become, I have become my grandmother's grandchild. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. Now, how long ago did you guys start the organization? So we started the organization. We'll actually be nine. um, This upcoming March will be nine years old. Wow. Um, So we just celebrated our eighth um, anniversary this past March. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank That's incredible. You. Thank you very much. That you're doing the work that your grandmother started. That's I love that story. And now it's so special because it's not just a name. You know, it's a person attached yeah. to it and her mission and that the way she was. You're carrying on her work every day. Yeah. It's oh, a legacy. That is her legacy. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's great. Tell us some more about uh, some of the programs that you offer for the community that you serve. Okay, so our main goal at Catherine's Family and Youth Services is to dispel misconceptions in inner city neighborhoods and underserved neighborhoods. Um, we see people just complacent. They, they've they lost hope. They don't see a way out, and CFYS provides that safe space and that sense of hope in our community. Um, our programs empower and enrich the lives of residents in northwest Baltimore City, but since the pandemic, we've kind of expanded our services, and we've been helping a little bit of everybody. We see families from Anne Arundel County, Glen Burnie, um, Hartford County, Baltimore County. They're not just coming from Park Heights. So we know that our mission is so much greater than the little bit of work that we think we're doing. It's so much bigger than than us. That's really um, telling. Is that yes. something that you, although you will always be Park Heights, you know, based to start, do you think it's something that you would expand, you know, further? I don't think we have a choice. Yeah, I, I think, don't think we have a choice. I think God is putting us in a position to expand um whether we have the funds or the space or not, the people know that that is a safe space to come. Even when we close, folks are coming, wow. you know, they're emailing, they're sending DMs on Instagram for services and support. So um, it's a little bit bigger than than what I intended things to be. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's very telling about the need. And then you've lived through the pandemic um, and as a nonprofit, you know, I applaud you for getting getting through that and pivoting. It anyway. was rough. Yeah, to serve people in any way that you could. So, um, and I guess now would be a really good time. It seems simple, but how can people find you online and on social media that might be hearing this and going, oh, I could really use your services? Um, um, Families can send us a text message if it's an emergency. They can text us at 443-429-0215. They can let us know if they're in need of food, um, emergency resources, if they're looking for housing or utility assistance. Um, For donors, volunteers, or just general public, you can find our website at www.catherinesfamilyandyouthservices.org. You can also find us on Facebook at Catherine's Family and Youth Services and on Instagram and Twitter at CFYS under. 
underscore INC. Excellent. So you're really out there and uh, and people can reach out. And I know you also do a lot of uh, an area that I think is really, really important when you're talking about the next generation is some of the youth development yes. services that you offer as well. Yes, yes, yes. We offer a free summer enrichment program. Our kids are actually on a field trip today. They went to the movies. Um, we did a six-week um, camp for about 30 kids. We also operate a free after-school program that has about 20 to 35 kids, and we help with homework, mentorship, character building, life skills, entrepreneurship, um, Field trip exposure is really big in philanthropy. Our kids actually ran our food pantry this summer, so everybody serves. We train them up to be great leaders and servants in the city as well. That's a great experience experience for them. It's incredible. And when we were all talking before the interview, you were like, you know, really, you thought you were like a couple seconds <laughs> late, but you were worth the wait. I was like, no, that's okay because you're literally lassoing up these kids, like getting them ready for this. Yes, like, get on the you bus. Are, this is your <laughs> normal day. It's just this how is do you, day to day. How do you cram it all in and 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 get it all done. I I truly I tell people all the time this is God is leading me to do this because I could literally wake up and be dead tired every single day but Woo! Got yeah. a burst of energy, and I can get run a food pantry, run a youth program, write a grant, send emails, do a Zoom call, go to the Maryland Food Bank and pick up food and come back, and still make it home by eight o'clock and have dinner, you know, and be a civilized normal person. You can do it. You know, it's definitely possible. But this is what I signed up for, and I truly enjoy um, being a servant leader in Baltimore City. Yeah, and that being said, having a little bit of help, um, how would you say that being recognized as a 2022 Weaver? has impacted your work, Valerie, and kind of share your experience with that, how that sort of, you know, helped you out a little bit. It truly propelled us um, in the direction of other funders and other donors. Um, I have truly We love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. We We actually just um, solidified a partnership on our own with M&T Bank, but, um, you know, so just the partnerships that have come along with it, being able to use this as the base and say, you know, we've been able to do this with Weave, how can you match this? You know, we use those funds to purchase additional supplies to pay our kids stipends to run the food pantry. They were doing it for free. They love to do it. But imagine getting twenty five dollars at the end of the week yeah. or a Roblox gift card at the end of the week because you served, you know, your community. So those small things we were able to do with the kids. We were even actually to pay for a little bit of our insurances. And we also were able to get a pest inspection. We were able to do it. We divvied that money up. <laughs> really yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but it really helped us in such a small way because most grants don't give you the funds to do those small incidental operational things. And it really allowed us to do some things, some housekeeping things that we needed to do. It also allowed us to be a little more visible. Um, we've has their own, you know, platform for you to propel, to network, to brand, to just be in spaces where you can sit among other leaders and agencies and organizations and just troubleshoot and just say, oh, my God, I'm tired. Like, what is your self-care regimen? You know, how did you troubleshoot through, you know, the pandemic? Because that was a conversation we started out with in the beginning of the year. What funding opportunities have you been able to tap into that you might be able to assist me with tapping into? So it really was a great space to be in. Um, We were among some amazing leaders, a few that I actually had the opportunity to work with during this cohort um, and have plans to work with some additional weeks going forward um, and just also seeing them on other co- cohorts I actually serve with um, 
um, the Rich Foundation in Cherry Hill. We were also on the Collectively cohort um, that just ended this past weekend, and we celebrated that. Um, so we've just been working with a few folks over the cohort, and it's just been a blessing and a positive experience all across the board. And I'm looking forward to seeing who the 2023 uh, weavers are going to be and what their impact will look like because it was a huge benefit yeah. for CFYS. It for, was a it was a seed, it was a seed that we were able to use and yeah. and watch it grow. So you, sure. you will be a part of that selection process. For I would some love to. Weavers. I would yeah. love to. So what are some things that you think you're looking for? Like, are, is there another need in the nonprofit sector that you think isn't being filled at the moment that may, maybe it could pertain to what you do with your organization or maybe it's something else that you've seen as not, you know, a need that it hasn't been filled yet. So I think this experience is good for organizations that may be in that like one to four year Mark, um, you, you're trying to get your feet wet. You're trying to build and brand. You're trying to, you know, figure out your way. You're doing this work because a lot of people that were a part of we, they've been doing this work for years. There's a lady that's been doing this work out of her house, you know, so it's like, but she may not have the, like you said, the grant writing skills, the computer savvy skills, you know, making a TikTok, you know, certain things like that can really propel your business if you had a space to learn it, a safe space to learn. And a lot of organizations may find themselves, you know, lacking trust in a community and lacking trust among funders or just lacking trust among those within the sector and just having a space where you can talk about things and network and troubleshoot. That's a really big deal, especially as a founder um, in the beginning phases, because you really don't know what to do you're doing the work but where do I find the money how do I sustain you know how do I make a website just simple conversations like that Um, I think that organizations definitely need more spaces like this we definitely need spaces where funds are just for small grassroots organizations um, and spaces where leaders can just receive professional and personal development um, you know, to get through the work that they're doing. Yeah. So how did you, who did you look to in the beginning, going back nine years now, when you had to become a 501c3 or how to write a grant, all those things, like, I I don't know how to do that, but that's what every nonprofit needs to do, right, to qualify to be a nonprofit organization. Is that something you learn as you go or who did you look to? It's definitely one of those things you learn as you go. But thankfully for me, I have my sister and my co-founder. So she's not going anywhere. I have a business partner. A lot of people in this work don't have a business partner. They may not have a team. They may just have an advisory board. It's just them trying to do all of the things. Um, And then you figure... um, if you don't have a financial person or a good writer, thankfully, both my sister and I, I just come. I had just completed my master's when we started the organization. So my writing skills were still like, yeah, you're you know, on through it. the roof. I can write very well and my sister as well. So that was our benefit. But then we also had us. Uh, I think he's an angel that came to us and we sat at a dinner table and everybody was talking about what they wanted to do and what their goals were. And he said, well, I'm a nonprofit consultant. Do you guys ever think about starting a nonprofit? And it literally happened at that table and we started the nonprofit and he believed in us. And he said, I'm going to be with you guys until this thing takes off. And it's nine years later and he's on board as our chief financial officer and he's there for every step of the way. That's incredible. Sometimes we get those little guardian angels that pop up along the way. And and you do hold a master's degree in public administration and nonprofit management from the University of Baltimore. Yes. So that is that something too you'd recommend for, you know, the generation coming up if they're wondering what to study if they want to do this. 
kind that's, of work? It's a phenomenal program that's offered at University of Baltimore. And they also have a dual program for the human services program at Coppin State University. So that's another program that would probably be very helpful for someone that may want to go and get some credentials and get some more education. Um, they give you a hands-on internship experience. You get a lot of um, um, professional support from the, the teachers and the staff at the university. And I learned a lot, um, especially grant writing, budgeting, um, just systems, government systems and mm -hmm. navigating through the city and the state contracting, things like that for when you're really ready to take things to the next level. I have all those things in my tool belt to help me. I was just going to say yeah. the tool analogy because that yep. is so true. And also, I think also an underlying thing that's wonderful about your organization, too, is that you do have that family connection from the beginning and, and that, you know, and that faith as well in yes. the mission that, you know, that kind of that's helpful. But so are the Weaver Awards, right? Yeah. And, you, know, you know, I'd add to that. I think Valerie hit on so many. Yeah, I was sitting really here did. smiling like so <laughs> yeah, big and almost a little emotional as, yeah. as she says some of those things, because that is exactly who we want to be to folks who are doing this work in mm -hmm. community. We want to be a resource and we want to make the way really easy. What's also really important about the Weaver Awards in Baltimore is that last year we had a hundred and almost 50 applications. We could only choose 20. Wow. But our portal for the learnings, the connection points, bringing folks together is open to everybody who applies. So you still can take part in the work mm -hmm. that we're doing, but we can only choose 20 Weaver Awards. But that's the really cool part. All of the learnings, the platforms, the storytelling, we show people how to tell their stories. You can do all of that with us, even if you're not an awardee. That's good to know. That's a, a really great resource. And again, that website to apply, um, give that one to us. Weaverawards.org slash Baltimore. Got it. Got it. And uh, I know we're, we've got the last couple of minutes here, but I know um, we've talked about, you know, or maybe we need to talk about it real quickly again, but building that social connection and trust. Yeah. Maybe each of you touching on real quickly why that's so important. So I'll how. go quick. Right now, our yeah. nation is in a crisis. We're in a crisis of trust. We're in a crisis of crisis of cohesion. Um, and the only way to solve that is local people working together to solve their own issues in communities hyper locally. They begin to teach trust. They begin to show trust. What Valerie's grandmother did for her was actually show her a path. And people are doing that in communities mm -hmm. around the country and to replicate that. If we could replicate what your grandmother did for you in neighborhoods all around Baltimore, but all around the country, imagine the type of place we would be living in. Yeah. yeah. And You're so right. that's why it's important. Amen. I, very well said, Fred. How how about you, Valerie? How, how is that so important to you? And, and you know, maybe there's someone out there that has a, a grandmother that was as special as yours and that can be inspired enough to, to create something like you have. The one thing that comes to mind right now is one of my favorite quotes is and, and that is service is the rent that we pay as a privilege to be on this earth. And if everybody thought that way and carried life that way, just a, a spirit of giving and thinking about the next person, we would get so much further. And I think that together, as long as we keep working together and thinking about other people, we will be more impactful together. Awesome. So tell everybody why it's so important. If there's a nonprofit out there that's listening that wants to apply for the Weaver Awards, you've got till August 29th again. Uh, what's that final pitch for, you know, why it's so important to so apply? So I think the awarding the funding is important, but I think what's something that's also very important that Valerie touched on is that we are showcases to really help these weavers be seen um, and to inspire others. And so if you're doing this really cool work, it's it's going to be important for people to see you so that they can be inspired by what you're doing so that they can join in yeah. because we're losing, um, but we're going to win when we start to work together. So I think that's important. That's why they should apply. Better mm -hmm. together for sure. Anything you want to add to that too, Valerie? No, no. I, I'm just yeah. echoing that. I'm I'm truly excited about what what this um, cohort 
is going to be able to do for so many organizations. And just watching how funding has been funneling through the city is very competitive now. So you really have to go ever after opportunities that are truly just for you. And this is definitely a, a good starting point for organizations to pivot into um you know, being a part of the nonprofit sector in Baltimore City is tough. So if you can get some support and have a village around you, this is a great village to be a part of. Thank you, Valerie. And congratulations on your 2022 Weaver Award. Thank you so much. Uh, you're the executive director and co-founder of Catherine's Family and Youth Services. We welcome you to everyone who's listening to find out more about your organization and how they can help and continue to grow it uh, to the next level. And also thank you again, Fred Riley, for joining us, executive director of Weave, the Social Fabric Project at the Aspen Institute and the third annual Weaver Awards now. You guys are, have been incredible guests. Uh, you can please come back and tell us about the 2023 <laughs> awardees. I'd love yes. to. Yeah. Open invitation. And again, one more time, that website to enter by August 29th. So, so weaverawards.org slash Baltimore. You got it. All right, you guys, thank you for listening to this production of Odyssey Baltimore. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.